Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Here's what's trending on the Big Party Morning Show on channel 94.1. Scott Frost is uh, sold his house down yeah. in Lincoln. Apparently near record-breaking price. Oh, it had to have been a badass house. It, yeah. was. it was. It was. They sold up for like three point five. I think it's the highest uh, a house has gone in Lincoln in, in some time, if not forever. But the most uh, a home uh, in Lincoln has sold since nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. How, how much was it? Three point five. Three point five mil. Rumor big... has it though that his buddy bought it. It it didn't go on on the market for us or anything like that. So it yeah. For regulars. Because yeah. the headline was that he had bought that big house in Arizona months ago. Yeah, he bought that for like five million, a little over Ooh. five. So, I mean, but I didn't get, realize he had that three point five there. Uh, we gave Lincoln. him the money. I mean, we all wanted him to come here. We threw a ton of money at him. Sure. He, he buys a big palace in Lincoln. So, you had to, you got to, had to convince the wife to come, and that's one, one good way of doing it, right? One of the ways. Out of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and think what what a terrible gig that's got to be. I mean, I know the money's great, but you're like, honey, we're going to go to, to uh, I'm pulling you out of Florida. We're going to go to Lincoln, and it's got to be tough to be a coach's wife. Yes. Yeah. Because you got to win or lose. There's you're always in you, the spotlight. You're always in the spotlight. And the wife, there's nothing you can do to help us win. You're not working with the defense. No. <laughs> you just, every time you go shopping or anywhere, there's whispers. I'm like, oh, my God, that's, that's, that's so-and-so, right? And then yeah. if he's losing, if your husband's a coach and he's losing, how tough is that for wives? Oh. Probably very hard. I mean, you know, the, you got to keep them from going. I don't know how hard. Having I, to I hear just know that's your husband's a loser a every time you go out. I think a coach's spouse is like a politician's spouse. You have to be standby, you know, your spouse. And Yep. No, our, our new coach rule is going to learn quickly. I remember during COVID, um, McDermott's wife um, would show up for the diaper drive. And when COVID had first come out, mm-hmm. she was like, it's so hard. She's like, I have to quarantine myself away um, from from Greg. Yeah, because of the Because he can't, if he gets sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, if I go out in the world, even though she should wear the mask, then I Still. have to quarantine myself for my own husband. I'm like, I wonder what other, how many other um, industries had to do that. Or volunteered. Uh, babe, I should probably quarantine from you. I'll take this part of that. Down in the basement again. McDermott's wife seems like the perfect coach's wife. She's strong. That's most coaches' wives. Yeah, I she's mean, you know, very the, the, strong. The gig you're getting, yeah. you know, you probably you start dating and maybe he's a player. Uh-huh. Like he's still a basketball player. And then he's in his first gig as an assistant at like a small college. Yeah. You don't know how long this ride is going to be. No, and you got to support. You're, you're moving from town to town, pulling mm-hmm. your kids in and out of schools. Well, and and just how much? Um, I mean, I think of of uh, of Mrs. Baroni, you know, and just like what a, a mom you yeah. kind of become to the team. You know, a lot of these um, kids that are playing are away from their homes and can't necessarily go back for things like normal college students can, because you're playing. Yeah, you're a mom to all those players, and think about this: the the wife is also the one that hugs the players and is friendly because some coaches, depending on your style back in the day, 
they don't hug a player. They're uh-huh. X's and O's and yell at him, and they're, they yeah. don't open themselves up. So the wife has to be the personal side. Oh, yeah. She'll probably make sandwiches. Yeah, make she sandwiches does all and say stuff like, Coach loves you. He says you're such a hardworking guy and stuff. Like, maybe- really? Yes. So I need to go to Wileen, the wife of a DJ, and go, you need to step it up a little bit. Yeah, be sure to tell her that. (laughs) See the dead look in her eyes. What do DJ's wives have to put up with? Your husband said the dumbest thing on the radio. She's like, I know. Every day. Enough. (laughs) It's noon. What is your husband doing? Sleeping? (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's two. What is he doing? Drinking? Or still sleeping. It just depends on how much he drank and slept yesterday. He drank more than he slept yesterday. He might still be sleeping, but he will be drinking soon. (laughs) Keeping tabs on the old man. I went out and grabbed a bottle of tequila for the game yesterday. I didn't have any. And thanks for putting that tequila shortage in my head, Molly. Now Mm -hmm. I'm looking at tequila like it's going away. Um, It could. Anyway, so it was about the same time as Wileen was getting home. And normally I'll go to a grocery store. I just went to a liquor store. I didn't need any food. And it was a weird feeling because I was stuck in rush hour knowing she was on her way home and I was going to meet her at home at the same time. I'm like, no, nah, I'll be home before. She ain't going to mean no, I left. And I pull in, grab my bottle of tequila, <laughs> garage door opening, she pulls up. And I just stood there looking at her like, Caught. this doesn't Blink. look good, does it? <laughs> buying a bottle of tequila at five. She's like, you had all day to buy your tequila. Right. You waited until I could catch you. There's a part of you that self-sabotaged. Yeah. There's a yeah. part of you that like did that and you and you wanted to play it close like that. I, I think that that. Oh, stupid. Yeah, I guess I didn't pay attention to the time. She's I like, mean, well, I'm going to go. Deal, uh, but yeah. I was I'm going to ra- go be fit. I was raised in a household where. When one of mom or dad came home, it was a stressful time. When the when you heard the garage door open, I yes, lung, yeah. lung, 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 lung. So originally, the first part was dad. Dad would come home in the summer. My dad would come home for lunch and fix a sandwich to save money. Okay, so we would sleep in all day. We were supposed to get jobs, and so summer oh. you'd sleep in as long as you could until you heard blah, 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 yeah. the garage door open. And then my oh. dad would come in and raise hell, and then five o'clock was when mom came home. Lang, 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 lang. Uh-huh. You get yelled at by her. Sure. And then a million years later, it was always um, when my dad started working from home, He would, I would see him do the same thing. Like, he'd, he'd be working, but he'd be in his underwear. And then at, like, <laughs> 4.30, he'd put pants on. Yeah. Woo! Old and lady's coming home. He'd be getting kind of nervous, and then the, lang, 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 yeah. lang, lang, the garage door would open, and it'd be my mom being like, what'd you guys do all day? <laughs> Nothing! <laughs> well, I kind of have that baked in. I think I that's have, baked I have, in. I have Catholic guilt my I whole life. I think it's baked in. It's got to be. I mean, because because when I was younger, we had to have the chores done, just like you, like you. Oh yes. So it wasn't until later in life that I realized the faster I get these chores done, the rest of the day I would have. Where when you first start having a laundry list of chores, you didn't start until four. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Ex- no. And then you're running around like a madman. So well, then like, I'm I, like, wait, maybe I, I should still, get it done immediately. Because yeah, I, I always felt it looked like you were productive. Yeah. You know, I still have PTSD about yeah. um, my dad would always leave out, uh, you know, he's an attorney and he always had legal pads always around the house. And I still have PTSD about like legal pads because that would be the list of the chores. Oh, but so you're, be, like, you'd be, be like waiting. A, a filled out post-it note of things to do. Yeah. So like a, a legal pad would be sitting on the dining room table of all the things that you could even before you even thought about turning on the television or having fun or doing anything like you better get all this stuff done. 
And that was always the fine dance of like how late you could wait yeah. to get yeah. it done before they got home. And then there were the times you where like you pushed it too far. You pushed it now, too far. Now do you do far. that to your kids? No. no there are no a, legal events. There's a maid, remember? Well, because don't we all do the parenting where the pendulum? So if you thought your parents were too strict, you wind up being too lenient. Yeah, too lenient. Yeah, I can see and that. And then those kids are like, well, mom and dad were way too lenient with me, and I kind of got away with murder, so I'm going to be strict with my kids. Don't It doesn't kind of swing. Yeah, I, you would think so. I don't want to be like my parents. Yeah. We all think we you don't want to be like our parents, but at the end of the day, you hit a point where you're like, I should be like my parents because they kind of did it right. Yeah, yeah I, they did. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's it's, it's a different world. I, you know, I, parents becoming, you know, want to be friends, more friendly sometimes. We're all, we're all know, afraid so. of becoming our parents, but it's not the yeah. bit you become your parents. You become your parents oh, you can't anyway. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. But So yeah. uh, this is, uh, so the dad jokes that we all grew yeah. up with or, and then, you or know. Or here every day on this show. Exactly, I was going to say, or that party shares with us. Um, apparently, it's an actual uh, good thing to do while parenting. That a study found that all those corny jokes, those puns that dads tell, help develop healthy kids. I like think help, so. Like, yeah. like, like well-adjusted. Like they're saying, like, typically, you know, dad jokes, they're just kind of inoffensive, right? But they, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, they're you know, goofy. Make you, yeah, yeah, they're goofy, but they, you know, they, they poke fun at you. And it, as long as it's not bullying, it does help, like, kids have, you know, a good ego. Because it's like, you know, dad jokes also kind of usually poke fun at you, teasing. Um, and I guess what they do is is it gives them, like, uh, helps build kids' resistance and train them to withstand, like, minor teasing and things like that. Okay. That somehow, like, the dad jokes help like you kind of be like ah laugh I go it to, off i go to school and everyone throws rocks at me and says you're an ugly redhead and i go i can handle it because my dad said pull my finger <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and my kids are going to be the healthiest happiest most well-adjusted adults i mean peter peter, I, peter does a lot right oh, i'm assuming yeah yes. i can see that i thought Absolutely. it was just like an easy safe um palette changer right it's a soft joke. Yep. It gives the whole family a collective nice enemy. Like we uh-huh. can all laugh at dad's groaner of a joke. Groaner right. of a joke, yeah. You bet. Because they're rarely really they're rarely funny. And good dad jokes, the dad knows he's doing it on purpose to embarrass everybody, especially in public. Right. So that's sort of the thing is that you like build up your immunity to that kind of, you know, you're like, Dad. Like parties that- always getting you get so much joy out of the the weird stuff you tell me you do to, to Wileen. And I just always think, like, don't do that. <laughs> I have fun. It's fun. You, but it's one-sided. I'm like, that's terrible. No, she's not. She enjoys it as well. I mean, otherwise, it would be just boring, I think, you know. Like, I still do with the boys. I still go, what the heck's that on your shirt? And I flip the, the finger up there. Oh, my God. And I'll go, dude, I've known you for how many years, and you keep falling for this? Peter does <laughs> that to me all the time. do it. <laughs> He's like, how come you never look down? I'm like, because we are going on year <laughs> 17 of this. Oh, so you don't fall for it? No. He's been doing it to me almost on the daily for over a decade. <laughs> like, I've, I'm, I may not be the smartest person in the world, but I'm not the dumbest either. It doesn't take, uh, it takes no. once looking down 
to realize. Same thing, like Sundays, I always have to stay frosty because Sundays um, are what Willie Day. What? For oh. whatever reason. Oh, you're kidding. You, he, no. you guys are all there. Okay, but you have kids. But, like, all in. Oh, this was pre-kids. This has been, like, for as long as I've known. Like, I don't know what it is about Sunday. But, like, Sunday, I have to stay on top of it. And it usually, he usually waits till I'm preoccupied, like I'm doing dishes or something. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I'll see him, and I get, like, and he's like, why do you get so twitchy when I walk up behind you? I'm like, because it's Sunday. And, and I don't and know you, what's coming. And he sticks his <laughs> finger in your ear? Yes. Wet willy. Oh. Why does he do it just on Sundays? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's what we crazy people. Know. I was gonna say, what, do you want me to explain crazy to you? I can't. I can't. I think it's crazy. embedded in your head because I mean, there's moments I just come up with things that like some type of prank, fun prank I want to do to Wiley. Like, like I told Jeff one day I wanted to take her car and move it. Uh huh. At her work, and then go sit in the parking lot and watch and watch her. Be just then terrified. I thought to myself, that is mean. That's just mean. Oh, my God. Molly's I mean, story, the byline of the story says, Dad jokes are seen as the lowest form of wit. They are. But they are actually a vital part of the father-child bond. There you go. Dad That's jokes, I, I we, guess. We get so annoyed by them when you're a kid because you're like, Yeah, Dad. So yeah, it's absolutely. a terrible joke, and you're the only one laughing, Dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> oh, it's just. And so I guess according to this expert, Dad uh-huh. jokes have three levels, puns, anti-humor, and weaponized anti-humor when it's used to tease, annoy, or embarrass children, which I think is, like, almost all dad jokes. They find what drives you crazy. Mm -hmm. And then they just, like, keep going. Just absolutely going (laughs) to just rain, rain embarrassment. I love, what I love about your husband, I love Peter so much. Oh, my God. Every time I buy a, uh, um... A lottery ticket. Uh-huh. I always think of what he says to your kids. Has him convinced that he bought the running one, yes. and then they're still young enough to believe him. <laughs> I think we won. I'd be like, "Did your dad tell you that?" Oh my god! When are you gonna learn? Like little goldfish. Uh, it's just so much fun. I mean, I remember when I was driving around uh, with my sister, and God, she was so young. She's a lot younger than I am. And then um, those. Uh, in Iowa, they have, uh, it was a clear sky, so they have those factories where they have the big poofs of pollution coming up. Mm-hmm. I would tell them those are cloud makers. <laughs> Which is like really? a, sweet, a sweet thing that oh. a dad would say to a yes. kid. Though. And then when I saw a star, if I was with her with a star, I'd point up to a star and I'd see, you see that star right there? She'd say, yes. I said, I made that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are all really sweet. Yeah. They they last for a little bit until your kids start getting you know, smarter. They get so annoyed. They're like, I want tangible answers. Yeah. What not, is that? You're like, I made it out joke. of glitter. <laughs> I, that's a fireball in the sky. Oh, we'll be back. Hang on. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Party Morning Show on Channel 941. Hello, my friends. That was, again, new at Sheeran. Pretty good. Pretty hooky. I like I know. it. I met up with a, a, a buddy yesterday. Well, I just actually met him. I, but you feel like you're fast friends? I feel like we're good friends. His name's Corey. 
And uh, I found myself talking to him, hitting him in the arm. <laughs> it's like I was fangirling all over again. That's a sign of when you like someone. Well, that I is a classic so. that they used to tell you, like, when someone's attracted. They're like, pay attention. Like, if a woman puts her hand on your arm, that's Ooh. supposed to be the deal. You're not supposed to put a hand on a woman in whatever rules you're told. Yeah, that was back in the day. I don't know about be that like a now. gentleman. But wait, like, if a woman puts her hand on your arm, it's like a big, like... A, it's a big deal. Or Molly, is that true, or am I, are we overthinking it? Maybe you're overthinking it. I don't know. I mean, I'm a handsy person. Like, I'm a, I, I'm a tactile person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm flirting with you. It just means that, like, that's just... That's but you're comfortable my... enough. I don't mean exactly. it like you're like, yeah, now you go in. I don't mean it lets you like that, but just saying that that's a, a, that's a, a sign, sign of someone's comfortable with yeah, you. Yeah, comfortable yes. with you. Yeah, I definitely what, think... You don't put your hand on somebody you don't like. No. No. Mm-mm. Like, you're not on a on a used car lot. You slap the guy on the back. <laughs> I like you, Jerry. <laughs> you're I like, I really Ew. like you. <laughs> Well, I have to apologize to him. I'm like going, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, for some reason, I get in that point where I'm just slapping people on their arm as I'm having conversation, you know, doing the big belly laughs and, and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I but I also thought that, like, uh, the signs of a female liking you is that, and it, it, this is funny we're talking about this, because it'd be like if a girl, like, rubs her leg on you or touches you. Like your Whoa. leg, your leg, leg or is a little... yeah, that's that. That's all in. That's... I don't even think I rub a leg with that's, my husband. That's like chapter nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what under the table? <laughs> no leg on leg. Like By the way, she's... has that ever happened? They used to put that in movies my entire life growing up. <laughs> oh, yeah, people play footsie under the table, and I've never experienced that. Ever. Never. I never, have. Never. Come on. Really? Not like footsie, like you would imagine it being like toes and little, little, little. It's it was more like just. I guess I don't know. Is that footsie just rubbing your leg? I'm not. I'm reaching over to Degan. He's a little too far away. It's like Degan's like. I'm talking. Footsie's supposed space to alone. be the secret message. Let's there might it. be other people around, but you no take one your knows shoe what's off underneath on. the table, yeah, no and knows. then she's oh, going up your pant that. leg with her foot. You always see that in movies. Where I'm like, who really is doing that? Like, I wouldn't like, like that. I, I would hate that. Actually, that would be uncomfortable. The guy's always like, oh, trying to have a conversation with the dad because it's always like with her family, and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna make you feel super uncomfortable. Like my dad's totally grilling you, but I'm gonna try and put my foot in your crotch. <laughs> You're like, please don't do that. Uh, how about how but about? I'm sure the- you have experienced somebody hitting on you, and you're doing everything you can, uh huh, because you're not engaging, probably. Yeah. yeah, and they're hard pressing, and no one is aware of it. Yeah, other than the two of you, mm-hmm. and they're just an aggressive person. Like, yeah. Oh, we're gonna make <laughs> this happen. You're like, do we have to? Do we really need to make this happen? I had a guy once, I remember one of my first times, like I I was um, a wingman for one of my girlfriends. We were in high school and she was going out with this guy and she's like, he's got a friend. It was a total like movie setup, right? Yeah. Like he's got a friend and will you please come and all this stuff. And I was like, fine. And we go out to like Standing Bear Lake or something and like are hanging out and this guy, the friend is just a creep. Like an absolute creep. He's like, I don't know whether to kiss you or, like, push you in the face. I was like, (laughs) neither? Uh. Like, please don't do anything that resembles you touching me. And you're like, He's like, God, I just want to kiss you. You're so frustrating. I'm like, please don't. Well, what about when when you mess with your hair? I've always thought that was a sign, too, that that you're... 
Oh, there's like Anderson. physical tells. Yeah, there's physical tells that, that you that you're saying the person is not aware they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you have them. I'm sure I'm having where we don't know you're doing it. That's a sign. Sure, probably. Sure. I mean, like feeling something. You're like, I kind of like this person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether to push him in the face or kiss him. I think I'll just there say it to her. You're like, well, who says that? Yeah. See, anything <laughs> us guys come up with, it, it's got to be a thousand times less than what you ladies got to put up. With. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. I mean, uh, it's just like I still have flashbacks to that. Like I'm like, wow, that was a whole evening that's just perfectly like it's like crystalline yeah. in my mind. We do Sadly, weird stuff. Feel sorry for you, ladies, though. That I thought like, isn't that Darwinism? That I'm like that lechy guy. Like he's got to try that hard because that's the only way. He's ever gonna find the one, right, or something? <laughs> Maybe. I think like so. that we all witness it. That you're like, oh, dude, you have no chance, and they just get more. Yeah. They just pour more gasoline on. That's how I felt it was yesterday. With just being a friend to a new guy. That sounds so weird. Being a friend to a new guy. I'll be your friend. Pull my hand. I'm gonna just, touch you. Is there gonna be a second date? There'll be a second date. Corey Cutchell. I just want to say you're my new friend. Oh, he's like. <laughs> Whoa, no last names. It's like it's like a recovery session. He's like, I wasn't going all in. He just demasked him. I know. Just this guy's like him. his wife's like, you did what yesterday? This guy touched you where? Like, uh mm. Oh, then I doubled down to you guys and I said, I'm sorry, I'm I keep hitting you on the arm. It just I mean I one time we met uh, Ed Sheeran and interviewed him, and I kept hitting him on his arm, too. And You name-dropped then? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, it sounds gross. like you hit him. Just the whole point was to talk about how you met Ed Sheeran. And then there was that time with it Ed Sheeran. I did the same there. thing. Yeah, it you're like, a long Ugh. day to get there. So, All right, Molly, we got your minute coming up next. What's up? Out on tour, uh, Taylor Swift is not traveling alone. She's got her man with her. Find out how they do it. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 941. Hey, hey. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 941. All right, good morning, my friend. 93891, jump in. That's how you do it. All right, what's up, Molly? So Taylor Swift is uh, hitting the road. You know, her era's tour kicked off last week. And starting Monday, there'll be a chance to win tickets to see her in Atlanta. That's right. Just a little little teaser starting Monday. We'll give you details. You bet. You're going to want that. Um, But uh, she's not traveling alone. Her man, Joe Alwyn, will not be too far away. Apparently, he uh, will be there on the road with her most of the time, um, super supportive of her career and is just uh, able to be there. And I guess, you know, it's one of those things where he'll travel with her when he can. Um, I'm sure but, it's fun. I mean, what a great experience that would be. I, I mean, I don't know. We don't know how many shows he's ever gone to with her, but uh, yeah, watching your your future wife probably on stage. Yeah, I mean, some even wonder you know? like, are they already engaged? Are they already married? I'm sure she's so private. If you're a fan, though, do you want that? I guess like she must have boy fans that love her. Like I remember when Timberlake was in Omaha, and Jessica Biel was there. Oh, in the front row. Yeah, yep. And you could tell like all the ladies were like. <laughs> like, we know he's with you, but you don't have to just put it in our face. Like, go backstage. Yeah. Oh. I mean, because there is that fantasy time when you're in, you know, you're at a concert, seeing your favorite artist, you think in your back of your head, what if she calls me out and all of a sudden 
I'm on stage and now I'm backstage. You have such a fertile. You have such a fertile internal imagination factory. Like it's just constantly churning out situations where you're like, that would never happen. But I know that you've made it happen in your mind so many different ways. Did you watch that J Lo movie when she was an artist or whatever, and she called out so and so who's in the uh... Owen Wilson? Yes, I made it about halfway through, and then I was like, I can't. I just that's Jeff. I didn't see the movie. No, you need to see it. You're on the stage, and she's all upset because her man's cheating on her. And she goes out there and she with picks, her assistant and picks out this dude out of, out of the crowd. And who am I in this film? I'm a random dude in crowd. Yeah, you're Owen Wilson, random dude in crowd uh, who was drugged to the concert. <laughs> yes, like, no on, guys, you're living her even... life, and now you really are drug around. Oh my God, she probably <laughs> Davis would probably drags that man around. Or he was like, hey, babe, I'm going to go with you on tour. She went, <laughs> <laughs> this is my one chance to be free well, for did, a while. Is this the longest relationship uh, she's ever been in? Yeah, This I has been so. a long one. Um, How many you know, years, you think? For three years, something like that? It's oh, been it's a while, longer man. than that because yeah. it was pre-COVID. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, it's like five. Yeah. All right. Uh, she kind of turns they, through the men, right? She gets a couple hit songs out of you, and then she's like, hit the road. Yeah. Well, he writes music <laughs> with her. One of the songs that she performs in um, on her Eras tour is Betty, and that was co-written by him. Oh, it was? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. So he's got a, a little bit of a musical bent to him. You like the song, Betty? I do. I do like it. It's You know, I, I like Taylor Swift. Um, and I one of the too. things I don't mind her. Yeah. It was so funny. I never thought about this, and then all of a sudden she did an interview where she was like, I like the running theme in my music is I love to explain to men how to apologize. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you kind of start like, going. Go, girl. <laughs> yes. She's like, I love it. If if they would just listen to this three minute song, you would have easy steps laid out for you on just how to follow these, and that is the perfect idea of how a man should apologize. Well, guess what, Molly? We don't need it anymore because we have Chat GPT. Mm. <laughs> all I got to do is enter in the thing, apologize to her for whatever I did, and you're like, oh. Until I find out that a, a robot did it. Well, and then I'm we'll like, never well. know. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I Think about that. If you ever were stuck in writing some type of sympathy card, you know, just don't know where to go, you just go to chat GBT or to whatever it is, and, and, and it will do it for you. It's just sometimes there's yeah. glitches. Uh-huh. You just got to edit you gotta it out. You got to proofread. Yeah, you could. You're like, you baby, I'm proofread. so sorry, and one day we're going to conquer your planet. Like, <laughs> Wait, what? What? Oh. Like, what? What was that? I meant like you as a person. I want to conquer you. You're your own solar system. So, I'm in awe. So there's oh, something God. in Betty that's about how to apologize to a guy. Yeah, so apparently this is um, a, a song that they wrote together. And right. that kind of, um, basically it's a song about a, a boy named James trying to apologize to a girl named Betty. So that lays it all out. So if Joe's ever wondering when he does something to get Taylor not happy... Just listen to the song he co-wrote with her. <laughs> go to bed angry. Right? Read your words. <laughs> Do you go apologize? What's that? You don't seem like a guy that would apologize. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I double down. That's how I was I'm built. sorry. You're so dumb that you were sad about that. That's how like, I was built. Like we weren't in a sorry family. It's hard like if you dad, don't come from a sorry. I'm my, tough my at dad it too. Was a sorry guy. My dad would come in later and go, "Hey, buddy, yeah, I'm sorry." But we were oh. so it was so built into your DNA that you were like, 
sorry, accepting an apology felt like accepting a compliment. You were like, I feel gross. Exactly. That's just it. So I think maybe that's the reason why I try not to put myself in a situation to have to say, I'm sorry. That makes sense. You didn't grow up in a sorry household? Nobody in your house was... Not really. I... I thought love yeah. means never having to say you're sorry. It does. It Until does. you have to. <laughs> and then finding a good way it's to weird. say it, I guess. Yeah. All right. What's coming up next is your news update with Malay. Weddings. Um, uh, the high price of get tying the knot. The wedding industry is seeing a, a big uptick in prices. To the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Weekdays from 5 to 10. It's the Big Party Morning Show. Only on Channel 94.1.